Ahoy, ahoy! Guess what? You guys didn't catch us off guard this week. Welcome to Beef Sticks Podcast. My name is Pasty White. And I'm Fat Mac. He says it. I'm not so sure. The proof is in the pudding. I think he's... I think he's the skinny big king. The skinny big king. As long as it's that uh, bacon big king, man, that thing's rocking. Hell yeah. I enjoy that. Mmm, <laughs> bacon burgers, man. Who's got the best bacon burger? <laughs> I make a killer bacon burger myself, actually what i mean as of places i think burger king has like some of the best bacon and fast food uh arby's has to take that cake man arby's has to take that cake arby's bacon fuck yeah Wait. they got that triple thick fucking uh smoked bacon uh, shit i would fucking sell my grandmother's that pussy sound for that crispy it's just gonna be some soggy thick meat you gotta chew on it's chewy I mean, it's good. It sounds good, but that's not what I'm looking for when Ooh, I look for good, bacon. Good bacon is for crispy. some nice, it's, flavorful. It's thick, not like it's fatty, and you can eat it. <laughs> like pork belly. Pork belly is the best fucking bacon you can get. You want it a little crispy on the outside, but you want that nice fucking thick. You want to be able to chew it. As that's Homer it. Simpson's Our dog, bovine brethren would say, chew it. We're going to leave this one to you guys. It's the first debate of the night. What's better? Some nice, thick, floppy, soggy bacon? Or some decently, like, nice, crispy, crispy bacon? That is the debate, though, ain't it? You go to the store and you see the thick slice and you see the thin slice, you know? Yeah. I do like That's kind of the debate. Thick cut bacon's good, but the, still the way I cook it, it comes out crispy anyway. Like, it's not, it's not like burnt. I don't like burnt bacon by any means, but... There's only so much you can do. I'll use I'll use some like soggy bacon in like Spanish rice, and you'll be like, "Why are you using bacon in Spanish rice?" And I'll be like, "That is exactly mom. what I was gonna say." <laughs> <laughs> because that's what my mom does. She takes like some 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 minute rice and some stewed tomatoes, fries up some bacon, throws it all together, and yeah. That actually sounds good, but if I'm putting uh, pork and rice, I'm using chorizo. Chorizo. Mm. You know, that's another question I have. I actually had brought that up with Strata. Why does chorizo always come in sausage form, but nobody ever eats it in sausage form? They always cut it out the casing. Oh, I've ate, I've ate chorizo in uh, sausage form plenty of times. You slice it. I mean, you can eat it like a sausage, like a bratwurst. Yeah. But usually you'd slice it up, but, but you grind it up a lot too. Eat but yeah, you can eat it in bread. sausage form. I don't think it's a, I, I maybe that's a northern thing up here, but I don't think that's as uh, as odd as you might think it might be. Yeah, I just every time I've had chorizo, it's been like the casing's been cut and it's been like ground. It's not bad. I'm just like, isn't it meant to be eaten in the in the in the sausage form? Because well, I think technically chorizo form? is just the sausage itself, but it can be made in a casing or it can be made like ground up. Uh, or like you know, just fried. I I don't know. I could be wrong about that. That'd be something. I guess to look I get up. it. I get it because it's there's a lot of flavor there. 
and and eating it as a sausage on a bun with some ketchup might not do your body the justice. Actually, I'm I'm spiking some heartburn just thinking about biting into a chorizo wiener. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think chorizo is made to be eaten like that at all. That's that's why I said like if you eat it like that, you still cut it up into like slices or chunks, you know. Yeah. I've done that in just like um like rices and pastas and stuff. But. The Teresa Show, starring Beefsticks Podcast. It's a good type, show. Type, 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 type. You writing Fucking a diary good. over there? I'm not typing. I got got my dog. Oh. She makes <laughs> typing noises. I don't oh I don't know. I don't think anybody's typing. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're picking up. <laughs> I don't know. My dog's just sitting on my lap. <laughs> That's the WWE trying to intercept our transmission already. <laughs> right. We know they're going to talk about something. <laughs> next next week on WWE programming, there's a whole fucking storyline about <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> they bring Paige back, and that's her gimmick is chopping up Teresa wieners. <laughs> Uh, and, she, and she hates Patron. <laughs> She's like right. anti-Patron and chopping up chorizo wieners. <laughs> uh, she'll, she'll drink some Jose Cuervo, though. Give me the Jose right. Cuervo. I need to chop this chorizo. <laughs> and then no way Jose is her new boyfriend. Right. Well, it, but that would be kind of awkward, too, because Jose is actually Alberto's real name, so... <laughs> <laughs> he kind of just hits all of the fucking uh, stereotypes as much as he can. <laughs> yeah, no, he definitely hits them too. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he's that stereotype that hits. <laughs> oh man, I can't even imagine what a relationship with Del Rio must be like. That man just seems off the wall crazy and. He doesn't care about anything. He's famous. What does he got to care about, you know? You know, I agree with you, but I almost look at it the other way. Like, I couldn't imagine fucking being with Paige. Because I've been with some crazy broads in my life. And, like, I'm at the point right now that I don't even like most normal broads because I want, like, zero fucking drama and crazy in my life. Like, even the normal shit that you expect (laughs) women to go through, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know how he can handle being with her, man. She sounds like she's pretty off the rockers herself. They, well, I, mean, I still think they're a match made in heaven or in hell. Didn't WWE pick her up at 18? WWE picked her yeah. up at 18, and she's just been girls gone wild ever since, you know? Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, but, uh, I mean, look at her mom and dad, you know, too. Fucking sweet Soraya. She's fucking, she's one of the most beastly women. I fear for Del Rio if Soraya ever gets a hold of her. <laughs> <laughs> fucking people talk about her brothers and her dad getting a hold of him. But if sweet fucking Soraya Knight gets a hold of Alberto Del Rio, that broad, oh, I, I think now. she could do more They're damage They're over than in the UK and he's Alberto Del Rio. He doesn't have to worry about that. <laughs> At least not till the movie, the movie debut. Right. <laughs> That'll be an awkward red carpet, won't it? That's going to be fucking something else, ain't it? Uh So maybe uh so we got a we got an audio clip. So to, yeah, we do. To, to, to clue people in on what's going on here, let's just kind of tell them what's going on first, and then we'll kind of explain 
explain that. So, Alberto El Patron, who may better be known as Alberto Del Rio in uh, WWE, is being investigated for an alleged domestic violence incident at the floor at a, at a Florida airport. The official statement from the Orlando Police Department as of Monday was there was an incident at the Orlando International Airport at about 3 p.m. Sunday the 9th involving Jose Rodriguez, date of birth 5-25-1977. The reported incident was a domestic violence battery and it is still under investigation. No arrests have been made as of this time, but the case remains open. That is all the information we have for release at this time. Um, as of this afternoon, I have not seen any more information officially released. Since that statement, though, Paige is denying Alberto ever got physical with her and says that the whole situation actually involved a third party who happened to be a female bystander who tried to take a picture. Paige went on Twitter, of course, they all fucking go on Twitter, and she stated, we got the cops involved, that's with a capital we, I'm crying because I found out bad fam news, and a lady tries to take a pic, she gets angry and throws a drink on Pride of Mexico, which is Alberto El Patron's uh, Twitter handle, so according to Paige, this other lady is getting crazy, Paige is crying because she found out that her cousin overdosed on heroin and Alberto's getting fucking liquor thrown at him. That's the story from her. That doesn't necessarily even contradict what the police released because if you listen to their statement, that could easily be that story. That would be a domestic violence that involved uh, Alberto El Patron. Yeah. That could be it, but I don't think that's it. So somebody took a uh, a home video or a phone video. I have not seen the video anywhere. I looked and looked and looked. I could not find it, but the audio was released on TMZ and is spread to other various sites. And uh, we Including are one of those... this one. <laughs> yeah, we are one of those media venues that has come across it. Now, the audio is rough. You have to try to pay attention to, to the words. We'll play it now, and then we'll kind of tell you what the what they're actually saying. All right. Time to take you guys further into the rabbit hole. Let's, let's go. 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 I'm pressing charges against you. Don't start press charges and get me the fuck away from you. Get me the fuck away from you. That was fun. Uh, exciting. I definitely, Just... I definitely think like Del Rio has to have some major shit over her head. 
beyond what's already happened to her publicly in her, you know, last six months. Right? <laughs> because she, she definitely sounds like she doesn't want to be around him at all. And now she's defending him. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's almost a typical uh, abused uh, female. Like I like we were talking before we started airing. She's she's just that kind of a goth with daddy issues. The the kind of girl that wants to be abused wants to be in a dramatic relationship. She'll complain about it all day long, but she's but she's drawn to it like a moth to the flame that's going to burn her anyways. I think she craves this kind of relationship. I mean, let's be honest. Who the fuck starts dating a fucking Mexican dude that's 20 years their elder anyways? Somebody right. looking to like get beat the shit old. out of him. Yeah. It, uh, it's some stuff. I mean, it gives us good stuff to talk about on the show. But holy shit. It does. So, um, so for, for the listeners at home who may not have completely understood that, um, I was trying to bring up, I, I, I had the, um, the actual, uh, um, itinerary of it, but I, I'm having a, it, my computer's running slow right now. Basically what they're saying is, uh, she's, she's complaining that she says, I want to get away from you. That's all that I ever want. And he says, I'm going to call the cops. And she says, call the cops. Cause they'll get me away from you. They'll get me away from you. And then he's like, no, just or don't let her leave. I'm calling the cops. She needs to be arrested. Um, now, and then, then it kind of gets inaudible for a little while after that. And there's a little bit after that I'm not sure. Yeah. Now, earlier today, I was actually sitting back and just playing that audio in my head. And I'm picturing uh, Del Rio and Paige and some woman taking pictures and throwing shit at him. And I'm like, you know, if this audio is taken out of context, it could still actually fucking uh, corroborate Paige's story. He's saying, uh, or she's saying, I just want to get away from you. She might be talking about the woman taking pictures. She might be talking about (laughs) crazed fans. She might just be like, I'm always trying to get away from you. Talking about how everybody's been invading her personal life, even putting her nudes out and her sex tapes out, and she's just trying to get away from everyone. Then Alberto could say, I'm going to call the cops. And she says, call the cops, because then they'll get me away from you. She could be pointing at that woman and saying the cops need to arrest her because she's throwing fucking drinks on her husband and invading her privacy. You know, and, and then Alberto saying, don't let her get away. She needs to be arrested. Could be that woman who threw a drink at him trying to escape. So it's possible that this is actually all taken out of context. And they are, again, the victims. Poor Del Rio and Paige are always the fucking victims in the scenario. They can't catch a break. Um, now, that's far-fetched. But I did yeah, play you it over in my head. Yeah, you fantastic fabled like, the fuck out of that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, you could make her situation fit. You would never think that. I mean, it'd be a really awkward way of them talking in that situation. (laughs) Paige is just locked. Her eyes are deadlocked on the woman and she can't focus on anything but the woman while all this other shit's going on. (laughs) Right. It's all about you. So, um, no, it, it doesn't look good for these two. Um, it that doesn't look good for Paige's return. 
Um, I know they did just release the uh, full rundown of the May Young Classic, which maybe uh, later on today, maybe on the um, maybe on the Patreon special, we'll discuss that a little bit. But um, I don't believe Paige is on that rundown, which she was rumored where that maybe when she's making a return. Uh, it's not looking good for the girl that was supposed to be returning pretty soon. I don't see WWE wanting to bring this into their life. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Lawler was off the show just as soon as his domestic thing came up, but, but he was back as soon as it was cleared up. I mean, it, it's right. really, it's it's hard to say, and it all depends on how this proceeds from here. It does, but Lawler was also a proven veteran who had a fan following. Paige is, I think, maybe more collateral, unless... She substance. has a following. I'm, I'm she part does. of her following. Yeah. I'm part of her following easily. Um, and I'm not talking about the, the sex tapes. I'm talking about I can't her in say work. I have once ever said <laughs> that the women's division has suffered in her absence. Not once. That, yeah, exactly. Where when um, King was off commentary, especially during that time when he was better than he is nowadays, you could say that the commentary had taken a hit with him being absent. Yeah. Now, again, that's kind, of, that's kind of hard to, I mean, you're comparing apples to oranges. She's in a women's division division that's just, you know, with tons of talent and multiple, multiple women where the commentary team is like, what, five guys? So, again, you're going to notice, you're going to notice it more. But still, no, you're right. I, it'll be interesting to see what WWE does here on, on Paige's behalf. Yeah. Yeah. And and Del Rio, oh man, I didn't even, oh, I wonder if I can find this. I didn't even put this on, and folks, you don't want to miss this. He's talking uh, Del about Rio, his shirt. <laughs> Del Rio put out a tweet just bashing WWE, bashing uh, Triple H, um, bashing um, um, the New Day. Because remember, they talked about uh, Xavier fucking Page. On Raw, remember that. Yep. Let me find this. Um, Albert, Alberto. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. Sorry if I'm silent for a moment here. Silence. It's okay. I'll just play some stuff. I will play. A shout out to our favorite imaginary city. Bain Yes. Bain I hear it's beautiful in the fall. <laughs> if you ever get a chance, make sure you pack up the family. Bring plenty of money, because things ain't cheap in... Bain Alright, I, uh... <laughs> I got the tweet here. So, Alberto El Patron went on Twitter, again, fucking of course... What would we do without Twitter? We wouldn't right. have a show if Twitter didn't exist, Pasty. Yep, Twitter Twitter has replaced the news in general. <laughs> so, uh, Alberto El Patron wrote, Everybody knows the way I feel about the company. Everybody knows the way I feel about those pussies from WWE. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again, those pussies from the WWE, especially the one with the big nose. The big nose. <laughs> 
That would be uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley <laughs> or this Paul Levesque. Kind of a big news, big nose too. That's true. So I said it again, and I'm going to put it uh, put it on the site because I don't care anymore. I don't we care were, anymore. Tuesday next week, a bunch of pussies will be in the San Antonio. Will be there in San Antonio. The man with the big nose and no balls. But also, the pussies from the rap battle will be too. Also with no balls, like their boss. Oh, uh, yes, We've man. all seen Xavier's balls. <laughs> right? I'll be in my restaurant in San Antonio starting at 10 p.m. I'll be waiting for you. And after I beat the sh- shit up, I'll buy you a drink. Thumbs up emoji, winky emoji. Just because I'm a good man. I'd take him up on the offer so, uh, just for he's... the drink. And the thumbs up and the winky. Right. I mean, everybody knows wrestling's fake, so what's he going to do? <laughs> um... <laughs> So it's kind of a, so that doesn't help Paige either, as the fact that she's sticking up for him and he's writing this kind of shit about WWE, especially especially Triple H. And we all know Triple H holds grudges. Yeah. So. I would would love to see Triple H go and show up at the restaurant, though. I don't think anything would happen, but I think it'd be funny. I don't think Alberto would even be there. Probably not. It's his you know restaurant. What? Triple- He's not going to be there till 10 p.m. Triple H should fucking uh, should pull a, a Trump. He should go there, order the taco salad, take a selfie, and just be like, Alberto El Patron's restaurant has the best taco salads. <laughs> <laughs> just like a complete spoof of the Trump taco salad tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. What is Alberto's restaurant called? Why didn't he use that minute to, you know, give his business some actual promotion? Okay, he did, and I skipped it, so I'm sorry. I should promote El Patron's restaurant. It is 17776 Blanco Road, La Cantinita is his restaurant. La Cantinita. Is that Spanish for the cantina? Do they have a band in there that plays? Do, 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 do. (laughs) <laughs> that'd be awesome that would be, i'm that going would be to del so rio's cool. bar <laughs> that'd be cool if, if triple h walked in there and some dude just fucking looked at him and said started fucking mumbling and a guy standing next to him was like my friend doesn't like you <laughs> that's del rio del rio's talking in spanish I don't like it's Paige. It's Del Rio and Paige. Starts talking shit in Spanish, and Triple H doesn't know what he said. So Paige just says, "My my boyfriend doesn't like you. I don't like you either." And then Vince is behind Triple H and just cuts his cuts Paige's arm off with a fucking saber because Vince can do that shit. He is God. <laughs> that would oh, be man. badass. Just uh, play out. WWE meets fucking Star Wars. Badass. Book it. La Cantonita <laughs> in San Antonio. Uh. 
These are not the jobbers you're looking for. Because <laughs> let's be honest, fucking C-3PO and R2-D2 are the jobbers of Star Wars. James, James Ellsworth <laughs> is C-3PO, right? Yep, yep. James Ellsworth and... Hornswoggle? Fuck. They'll bring it, they'll sign uh, What about Apollo Crews? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which is which. Right. You pick. You be the judge. Folks, vote in. Oh, James. Who is C-3PO? James Ellsworth or Apollo Crews? I think James Ellsworth is C-3PO because, you know, he's tall and awkward and can talk. So I think you gotta give you gotta give R two D two to somebody who can't really talk well, like Roman Reigns. Although he's getting better. I think in your head you remember the Star Wars uh, Family Guy special, and you just remember that R two D two was Cleveland and he was the black guy. So you just automatically put the black guy with R two D two. That's one what I'm thinking. The black guy. I wasn't even gonna pick him. That's I th- no, you picked him as R two D two. You picked him. Which circumstance is more racist? The choice is yours. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even gonna pick him. <laughs> God, it's terrible. We're terrible. This is terrible. It's good. <laughs> hey man, fucking, we're talking about wrestling, man. We're back. We we no we're longer back. the embargo has been lifted because the great balls of fire shined brightly in the night. Man, that was a good pay per view. Them balls slapped me on the cheek and implanted a mushroom print of glory, Whoa, of which I applauded. <laughs> I, uh, I'm very, very impressed. Not enough to watch Raw and SmackDown this week. You'll have to tell me if they were any good. Yeah, Raw, Raw still... this might be the best Raw of the year so far, which is good. That is good, following perhaps the best, definitely the best Raw exclusive pay-per-view this year. Yeah. Um, perhaps and I the really, best. I, I really Rumble, think, I think, was better than this. I really think they're doing it right because they've had these long, drawn-out storylines that I feel like are coming to an end right now so we can have something fresh at SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. And I, I think hear that's you. what's very important, giving us... Give us all the... I definitely want to see Joe versus Lesnar at SummerSlam again, but that should be the only repeat match at SummerSlam. You know, uh, Roman Reigns turning heel potentially with the Braun Strowman thing, you know. Yeah, we got to talk about that. I I really do think we're going to see the Shield reunite against the Miz Taraj. I think that would be a good SummerSlam match. It's going to be early in the... Well, then we can't have have Reigns turn heel, though. If the Shield turns heel... But then what but then what does the Mistrage turn face? That doesn't work at all. <laughs> you know that doesn't work. But we love them so much. Dude, Bo Dallas is looking good in his biker outfit. So uh I don't know what his gimmick is. Um I seen on uh, one of the one of my Facebook wrestling pages I'm on, one of the commentators called him the half man gang. And I went back and looked at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is like he's dressing like the one man gang. He's just half the size of him. <laughs> he is like the half man gang. It's like I'm not sure. Miz is all like a list celebrity guy, and then you got uh, Axel who's in a suit and tie looking good. Why is Bo Dallas in a bandana and a jean vest? And it's and super these, uh, simple. It's super aviator. simple. He's got a beard. He's dressing like that. It's getting ready to assimilate himself into the Wyatt family. 
I'm hoping, although, well, yeah, for, I guess Gene and that is kind of why. And how good of a storyline would that be? Like, Miz is doing really good with these two, and then Bray comes along and just takes both? Or if, like, the Miz and Bray get into a, a feud together, and Bo turns on the Miz. Yeah, but that's too, like, you can read into that too easy. They they can't, don't do that. They're trying to do better. Do better. Don't, don't wash the same fucking story and give me. I don't know that they're trying to do better. I'll give them that they did a really good pay-per-view. I don't I'm know that they're the trying to do better. the last two Raws have been really good. SmackDown, you know, eh, I don't care. Which is sad. Which is sad. It's yeah. Sad. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, hey, let's jump ahead. I'm we just got waiting more for the shakeup. I'm fans. just waiting for the shakeup after SummerSlam when, when the broken hearties can, oh my God, did you, did you fucking hear about what Matt and Jeff said? I watched the promo about him being obsolete. And, yes, uh, he did and, the whole obsolete thing though. Like, yep, holy yep. shit. And then, and then, yeah, Matt with the end broken the magic and he was talking about embracing the magic yep it's getting so yeah so close. it's 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 uh i don't know what to think of it i don't know if it's a teaser and they're not going to do anything with it i'm hoping that's not the case but no, I, I just don't they, know i don't they know. like used the shit though that's that says something that's not yeah, but nothing. none of that is trademark none of that is what's being debated in this whole issue it's you know what nothing. i mean i do think I, I think they're going to be broken at SummerSlam. It'll be the broken debut, potentially. And then the shakeup will happen, and they'll go to SmackDown with the Fashion Police and, and New Day, because that's where they all need to be. You know, the whole reason Matt and Jeff are back yeah, let, is to have a broken match with the New Day. Let them be that whole creative brand over there. Yeah. And let... And let Raw be the, um, we're just talking and, and doing the normal shit over here. Mm-hmm. But I will say, it's going to be a shame because there's been so many good opportunities for them to get broken. And this match at Great Balls of Fire was another great one. Matt was busted open to where he w- he literally was, 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 was divided. His face, half of his face was completely red with blood, which I'm pretty sure was not planned at all, was a, was a hard open. And his other side of his face was was clean, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this would be the best!" Like if they, bro- you know, if he came on Monday and was there broken, there was a then, lot of blood at Great Balls of they, Fire, and they showed they showed that picture. You would have seen the duality of Matt. You know what I mean? I was like, that would have been a perfect. Fucking I'm sure. I'm sure when it happens, they're that's where they're going to trace it back to. I think when it happens, it's going to be something so stupid. And they won't talk about any of the other shit that happened in the past, and we're going to be disappointed. He's That's what I think. Lying backstage underneath some scaffolding. <laughs> it's going to be big Cass all over again. <laughs> I don't know, um, but no. What what I wanted to uh, talk about was um this this uh this this ambulance match with Braun and Roman. Good God! So, what a match! So the end of it. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, it's like the end of it, Roman Reigns lost. To the folks who don't know, it was it was actually a pretty lackluster match. It was yeah. just all pre-match that was good. Um, But he, uh, I liked the ending because Reigns was going for a full-blown fucking spear. I don't know why you do that at the open opening. Like, he's standing, you have to know there's a 75% chance you're the one going in the fucking thing. 
Right, but it, but let's I mean let's say if he would have speared him into it, it would have yeah. been badass, right? Yeah, yeah, so would have been probably the only way he tr- could have got him in there because he couldn't lift him up when he was lifting yeah. by the leg. He couldn't hardly lift his leg up. So, folks, Braun Strowman standing right in front of the ambulance. The doors are open. Reigns runs gung ho at him to spear him into it and get the win, and Braun just sidesteps him like he did before, or like uh, Roman did. Before Braun got injured and Braun went through the door, remember that's what caused yep. Braun's injury. Yep. So it was—I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it's kind of a callback to that. And uh, Reigns went in the ambulance. Braun shut it. It's over. But then Reigns, who's a sore loser and a bitch, comes out and starts beating him post match, which is not a face thing to do. He lost fair and square. Then he throws Braun in the ambulance. Drives backstage, and then there's a weird thing. I've, I've been hearing reports that it was a pre-taped segment. I thought it wasn't pre-taped just for the fact that they spent five minutes of Reigns just looking into the rearview mirror, which I assumed was him waiting for Braun Strowman to get out of the back of it. Um, I don't know. If it was pre-taped, why the fuck was he staring in the mirror for so long? No, I definitely had a had a, a feeling it was pre-taped after he... Or when they went to back it up, it looked it looked pre-taped like something. So why did he spend so much time staring in the rearview mirror? That just looked awkward. He spent a long time just looking in the rearview mirror, not doing anything. So yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I heard a lot of people say it was pre-taped. It could have been. Either way, what he ends up doing is ramming the uh, ambulance full speed in reverse into a semi truck with Braun in the back. So yep, again, all 15 miles per hour an ambulance can go in reverse. Damn right. And that's the most poorly built ambulance because it collapsed like a fucking pop can. <laughs> I like that that he came out covered in blood like on his arms and his head, but it would have mostly affected his legs. Right. Well, the thing that I and this I thought of this while I was watching it. They cut back, they cut away, obviously, because you got to get Braun, either way, whether it's pre-taped or not, you have to get Braun in a fucking smashed up ambulance. Yeah. Um, The Jaws of Life, I feel, did not, they didn't mean for it to take that long. I think these people playing firemen had no fucking, they'd never used the Jaws of Life No, they just started, they like opened, they split the door from the inside panel and the outside panel. They just opened (laughs) up the the door without opening the door. Yeah, they had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Uh, But Braun got out refused medical attention and walked away on his own covered in blood. What that reminded me of was a classic double turn eons ago. And I thought to myself, WrestleMania 13, but then I was like, God, it couldn't have been that long ago. Fuck. Yeah. WrestleMania 13. It's been that long ago. Bret Hart versus stone cold, Steve Austin submission match. Stone cold was the heel. Bret Hart was the face. Stone Cold was bleeding his ass off. He got put in a sharpshooter. He passed out. He never gave up. Then after it was all said and done, the referees come in the ring and all that. Stone Cold pushes them all off. I think he even stuns, um, God, I want to say it was referee Mike Chioda back then. I, I want to say it was Mike Chioda. Anyway, Earl it doesn't matter. Who um, he ends up uh, stunning the referee and walking away on his own. And that was the turn of Bret Hart turning heel and Stone Cold Steve Austin turning face. If they do not fucking have Roman Reigns turn heel and Braun turn face now, they are giving up a fucking gold mine. (laughs) 
You know they for a fact that this is where this is where Vince is going to say, but there are no heels or faces anymore. But that's bullshit, because there is! <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have the same types of guys. Well, his logic will be Braun, Braun would have done the exact same thing, if not worse, to Roman, given the opportunity. Yes, but he's the heel. But if he's having this happen, and then taking it like a man, now all of a sudden he's showing face tendencies. That's not what your heels do. The Miz wouldn't do that. The Miz wouldn't wake up covered in blood, deny all medical attention and walk off on his own. The Miz would blame Maurice. He'd ask for fucking Bo Dallas and Axel to carry him in the back and he'd whine about it the whole time. (laughs) And Miz would not do an impromptu macho man impersonation while he was walking off. (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome. And I'm glad you said something about it. When I heard it, I'm like, yep. Yep. I, I like, knew oh I would God. know it when I heard it, too. I, I knew I didn't even have to get any kind of context from you. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Leave me alone. I love that, like, that line, too. It makes him... It, it did. It softened him. You know what I mean? Like, he's walking should, away on his own terms, but leave me alone. He doesn't want to be seen by anybody. They need to put that on a shirt. Fucking market it and start selling it right away. Leave me alone. Just and with bronze me, face. Maybe covered in blood. With macho, man, with macho man glasses on. And the hat. And the cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> he starts coming out to macho man's fucking pomp and circumstance fucking music. Why does he have that? Why did Macho Man ever have that music? But could you could you picture any better music for him? Yes. Well, remember back back then they didn't have like they didn't have number one they didn't have like good music for everybody, but a lot of people had like generic music like that. Yeah, but I feel like that's like one of the most generic things you could have. You know, isn't that like the graduation? Theme that is that is the graduation theme. Yeah. Yes, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I don't think it was popular as a graduation theme until Macho Man made it popular. <laughs> I'm going to go on record and say that. I'm just not going to go on record yeah. and say I, I personally never heard it before I seen Macho Man. Yeah, just and like Daniel I never Bryan heard it at a graduation. coming out to Flight of the Valkyries. I, I never understood that in this day and age, why you're giving somebody stock music. But yeah, it unless, does make sense unless, for like, back then. Certain things fit somebody's gimmick. So that's cool. You know, I mean, um, I, I recently heard a story about how when Sandman came to WWE, the writers wouldn't um, pay for Enter Sandman from Metallica because they didn't know how it fit his gimmick. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I could understand, like, somebody like Sandman coming in and getting Enter Sandman as music. I could understand that. Um, I can understand them passing it up because Metallica would want a lot of money every time it was used. Well, Metallica's a big whiny bitch. Yeah. First of all, yeah. For a hardcore rock group, they're big whiny bitches. Sorry, Hatfield, you are. Um, but you know what I mean? I'm they not got, sorry. They got, um, We're not sorry. They got living color. They got living color for CM Punk, and that was awesome. Yeah, but that was the first time in a long time that you know the last the last like real musician that did any song for anybody. I guess you can't even say it because. Because three six mafia, somebody gonna get the ass kicked. Somebody gonna get the wig split. <laughs> right. 
That song was made for WWE by Three Six Mafia. So. Yeah, so that's a little different. <laughs> but yeah, they're not. They don't do that for anybody anymore. You think back in the day, fuck Stone Cold's theme song had disturbed singing on it at one point. Right. Like Triple H has had seven different fucking <laughs> Motorhead songs. Right. <laughs> But WWE doesn't want to pay pay all that out to bands, and that's that. It's it's taken its toll on pay per view theme songs too. Because I can't think of a memorable pay per view theme song in the last ten years. Even the show but, themes, the show themes are weak as hell. I was just give me say, some Marilyn fits, Manson's yeah, that fits beautiful the people. Because they you can't differentiate the background, the ring, the entrance. They all look the same from pay per view <laughs> to pay per view. I think the last memorable fucking uh, pay-per-view fucking uh, thing that I noticed that wasn't the ring or, like, like the matches was Randy Orton's sperm. There you go. <laughs> the last thing that left an impression on me is Randy Orton's sperm at WrestleMania. I like how he still comes out with the sperm, but it stays up at the entrance. <laughs> right? <laughs> I like how you said he comes out with the sperm. <laughs> I'm talking about Randy coming out sperm. It's a little awkward. Um, Randy no, Orton, I just fire. learned this week that I, I Randy Orton's not it, as it was old awesome, as I wasn't thought it? it was. Yeah, it was. But it just, 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 just. What? I, I just realized this week that Randy Orton's not as old as I thought he was. How old did you think he was? 47? Mid-40s? Mid-40s? Turns out he's 38. Yeah. Wow. Well, even Cowboy Bob Orton ain't that old. Cowboy Bob Orton's probably in his 60s, early 60s. Yeah. And most wrestlers back then didn't have kids young. Well, because they were smart. No shit. <laughs> look at look at how much Ric Flair has to pay to his seven ex-wives. It's fucking <laughs> made the man broke. He has to live off his daughter. <laughs> Um, actually, let's hold off talking about, well, do you have the, the great balls of fire up? I can. I, I, I want to talk about this because I was actually so pleasantly surprised about it. Give us a, you know, give, 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 a, give, a, give, a, give, a, give, 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 you need to be at the Galactic Get Down Music and Camping Festival. This is going to be the spot to be. Number one, you're going to want to see Pasty White. You don't want to miss out on Pasty White. You're going to want to see Fat Mac. You got to see Fat Mac. Dead Larry. He's putting it on again. You got to give Dead Larry credit. They are kicking ass. They are being awesome. They are fucking bringing us the Galactic Get Down for the second year. These people put on a fucking show. When you talk about showmanship, when you talk about fucking just going out there and putting it all out, when they t- when you talk about bringing you into the music, Dead Larry's on that list right there. We're at the Good Enough Campsites, Lanesboro, Minnesota. Tickets are still available, folks. Tickets are still available. You can go for one night. You can go for the whole weekend. I recommend the weekend, but if you want to go for one night, go for one night. 
Not only do you got Dead Larry, not only do you got the Beef Sticks, not only do you got Cloud Style Broadcasting, not only is Get Local MN going to be interviewing, we got that one guy performing. We Man, got I'm super Aaron excited Cam. to see that show finally. Yeah, I've been wanting to see that one guy for a while. Aaron Cam in the One Drops. Yes, he is. We got in the main sale, Kind Country, Frog Leg, folks. Fucking frog leg. Purple Brothers Band. Gin Strings. Space Monster, one of my personal favorites. You you can really fucking enjoy them sons of bitches. You can get lost in them. L-Dub. L-Dub is there. There's so many more. Dr. Murdoch, so many more. Uniphonics, Sting Fury, so many more. I'm looking forward to see for the first time ever Space Monkey Mafia. Yes. Space Monkey Mafia, and I'm hoping that the wrestler Space Monkey makes an appearance also. Don't and know that he will. Holy shit. I just got to say, I was looking over the itinerary for the weekend, and I just yes. realized that Space Monster is closing out the final night of the festival from 2 o'clock in the morning till question marks. It's going oh, to be shit. fantastic. We're going to get that Star Wars Cantina theme song. That is bad. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. So good. I'm I'm thrilled for this yes. weekend. Two two weeks away, it's coming up. It is it is going to just be fucking awesome. And just let just relax your mind and let your body be free. Is all I gotta say, man. Relax your mind, yep. let your body be free. Yeah, come on down to the cloud enjoy, style booth. Get your enjoy the heard. sound of Don't dead land the sweat. It's gonna be badass. Come find us. If you see us, if you see our banner, holler at us. You might get some merch. You might get some merch. If you mention us by name, if you just say, hey, you're those guys, you ain't getting shit. Just keep on walking. Mention us by name. Mention Beef Sticks. Mention Pasty. Mention Cloud Style. Mention anything. You you might get something. You might not. We don't know. If you'd like to have a sampling of some of the music you will be hearing at this festival, Feel free to check out my personally cultivated playlist on Spotify titled Get Local MN The Playlist. It's filled. It's I think it's, it's two days of music so far. And I haven't even scratched the surface yet. We're going to keep adding to it nice. and giving you all the best Minnesota flavor you want on demand in addition to our weekly-ish programming. Very nice. And folks, if you want us to keep getting you these these exclusives, if you want us to keep hitting up different venues, if you want to get interviews from your favorite artist or your soon-to-be favorite artist, if you want to keep hearing us, if you want us traveling the world and spreading the gospel of good music, or you just enjoy listening to Beef Sticks, you should check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash cloudstyle. Check it out. For as little as $1 a month, you can contribute to our success. You can be part of the Cloudstyle family. You can get a tattoo either right above your vagina or right above your nipple of the Cloudstyle logo. And as Plus, of this week, 50% of your proceeds will go to removing Paige from an abusive relationship. Save yes, Paige's well. life. Donate to Cloud Style Broadcasting. Just remember, if Paige dies, it's on you. Okay? <laughs> Unless you donated, then you have a clean conscience. We tried. 
not only saving page, but even better than that, you will get exclusive bonus features that you will not get anywhere else. You will get extra ramblings from Pasty and myself from the beef sticks. You will get certain fantastic fables that you cannot find on a certain fantastic fables show. We're telling you, man, it's too hot for the internet. And we all know the kind of shit you can find on the internet. So it's just amazing. brace yourselves, get out your cards, and donate us at least a dollar a month. We don't really ask for more than that. But you Come do get some pretty on. sweet benefits being a higher ranking member, including executive production titles. Ooh. Remember, as the Loch Ness Monster once said, I need about tree fitty. Tree fitty. All right. My balls are warm. As a matter of fact, they're on fire. Woo! His balls are on fire. His balls are on fire. So the pay-per-view started with the pre-show Cruiserweight Championship with Neville defeating Akira Tozawa via pinfall. What do you think, Pasty? I didn't really pay too much attention. It didn't have Austin Aries. 205 Live is going to hurt now. (laughs) It's going to hurt. It was already hurting. It's going to hurt. I thought it was an okay match. It's I, I swear I say this every time 205 Live has a pay-per-view match. It should have been better. I did like the end. I liked how uh, Akira Tozawa was pissed. I like how he's part of Titus brand, and he said, Titus, you got to get me a rematch. You owe me. You're my guy. Uh, I kind of liked that. I, I You know, they're, they're doing something. How great is it going to be when Titus O'Neil is, is on 205 Live fighting weekly? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, they seem to be at least telling the story of the Titus brand. They gave, uh, was it Apollo Crews? They gave a, a main event match to on 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 Raw? Yep. Against Braun Strowman, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because I, I seen the clip of Braun Strowman booting the fuck out of him when he was doing that standing uh, front flip. Holy shit. Booted the shit out of him. Nice move. Uh, that was an all right start. All right, start. I'll give him that. A small right fart. It was a small right fart and an all right start. It's all in the heart. It was a match, and it was on the pre-show, and it was better than a tag team match. So I'll give it that much. Up next, we had Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins in a match that really had no substance really building up to it. These two guys didn't have anything to do. They needed to be on the pay-per-view. This is what's going to happen. I don't like Bray Wyatt feuds without, like, a serious backstory. Or, you know, as serious as you can get with Bray Wyatt. I th- I think not only should this match have been better, and it was all right. It was all right. Yeah, no, it I was a good match. I think the thing that bothered me the most is they, they're, they're taking away Bray Wyatt's, um, they're taking away his gimmick. Uh, he's the eater of pins. And they actually had him win. And I told I don't you that like was going to happen. Taking away his gimmick. You're just mad that you lost. Um, 
well, I don't expect much to come from this, and I don't think anybody else does. But I hope this is over. I don't need to see them have another it's match. It's setting up – you realize Bray Wyatt's having a win streak right now. <laughs> he has had two wins. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct about that. <laughs> this is good for Wyatt, man. Usually it's win one, lose seven. Win one, lose eight. Win one, now you're going to lose for three years. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I, I think Bray is going to be. Um, and as long as he can, like, last until they find a real time to use the Wyatt storyline, he's set. Right. And, you know, the ending was actually okay. It protects Seth from losing to Bray um, because it was it was an eye gouge finish. He eye gouged him when the ref couldn't see him and then got the quick got the quick win. So it protects Seth from a loss from the eater of pins. But it also allows Bray Wyatt to have another pin and not another fucking loss at a pay-per-view. Yeah. So I think this was almost the best finish you could do if you were not going to put Bray over hard. If you're not going to put Bray over hard, this is probably the best finish they could do for that. It's good. You know, he's heel. And, yeah. and honestly, isn't it the heel's job to lose? I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Um, well, yeah, it's the, it's the heel's job to lose or win by nefarious means. Yes. It's always better to have the baby face chasing, but you want the baby face to win all the non-important matches and then lose the few important matches until that last big important match. And then the baby face is the triumphant hero, you know, and whatnot. I don't know that that's how they do it anymore, but that's my wrestling. That's what I like. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, definitely not how it went in our next match. <laughs> Big Cass versus Enzo More. <laughs> there was no heroic triumphancy here. You know, you know what? Um, well, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll save this little uh, anecdote for the end because I don't want to spoil it for folks who maybe don't know. I mean, everybody's seen it, but anyways. Yeah, um, this was again. I think the best way this match could have went down. I, I liked the way it went down. I, I want to hear your thoughts on Enzo's uh, promo at the beginning. Oh, my God. It was good. It was golden. Dude, he's getting better on the mic all the time. Okay. I didn't feel the same way. I felt it was really good, and then I felt uh, he should have cut it off three minutes sooner than he did. It did. It was he went for a long time just talking about little, the same. How little offense you knew he was going to get in the match. I mean, give the guy some time. Yeah, it gave him camera time. You're right. It did give him camera time. I just wish he's so good at bouncing from one thing to the next. But this one was all fucking up. This is life from Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And I think that's what really made it drag. I think if he would have knocked a few different references in there, um, a Jerry Lee Lewis Great Balls of Fire reference would have been poignant maybe. Um, but if he would have knocked a few different references, I think it would have maybe not felt as long. It just seemed to drag. I loved it at the beginning, but by the end, I was really seriously just getting annoyed with hearing him talk. And you shouldn't. With with Enzo, you shouldn't. Because he is one of the best fucking talk. Him and Xavier Woods, um, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, I mean, they're a handful that are just right there at the top. You know, and as far as not the seasoned vets go... I'd say it, it's Enzo and Xavier, uh, definitely at the top of the list there. So, no, I'm, I'm glad to get your perspective. I enjoyed it. I just thought it went way too fucking long. Um, what about the match? What'd you think? It was short. 
It should have been, though, right? I mean, did, yeah. we didn't want Enzo it to was, get too much offense. It, it, it did what it needed to do, you know. And do you think, I think this should be the last match. I think this should be a one-and-done thing. I think it should be over. Yep. Yeah, this doesn't need to be Let's a call it good. Enzo goes to 205 Live now. I don't no. like that, but he does. Why do you keep saying I don't know that? what he does. Well, what does he do on the main roster? He can fight James Ellsworth. I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, James Ellsworth, no, James Ellsworth is suspended. He could, uh, he could <laughs> fight the Perfect Ten. Could the only Why isn't problem he is he on I mean, two hundred five live? That's my question. Enzo is just uh, Enzo's just he's average in the ring. That's his problem. He's he's a hundred percent golden on the mic. He's average in the ring, and when you put him in there against the Ty J- Dillinger, when you put him in there against the Neville, when you put him in there against some of these other guys, he's gonna not look as good without Cass there. I'm wor- I'm worried. I'm worried about the poor kid. If he if he was just a manager and not a a wrestler, I'd be okay with that too. If Titus can have a brand, I mean, fuck. I would also, but I'd almost hope that maybe if they do that, take him off TV for a while and let him come back and, and start managing somebody with fresh. Talent. Maybe have some fresh. Maybe life. have somebody. Uh, yeah, get get a, a new person in a feud with Cass, and then during that feud show that Enzo's been the one training him and Enzo's the one behind him. There you go. You know, I don't know. Just otherwise, it, otherwise, they're just going to tag Enzo and Big Show together. <laughs> the Big Enzo. Enzo Show. I love putting people's names together. <laughs> well, it's the Enzo Show. Uh, what was next? Was it that amazing tag team match next? Yes, indeed. Oh, fuck. Match of the night? Are I think we, so. Are we match of the night? I think so. I think it's I'm saying It's kind of a hard of call, but it was fucking, it was great. And it didn't go God, the way you man. thought it was going to go at all. No, no. Um, it was good. I loved, I loved the uh, 32nd uh, win. I loved Sheamus, and I loved how they did it. Sheamus was in the ring. Cesaro runs in and then just slides under just enough to distract, uh, I believe it was Matt Hardy, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And then he gets a brogue kick to the face. Bam, they're up one right away, 30 seconds in. That's the way you book heels. That's the way you book heels. I loved it. Kind of made the Hardy boys look weak, but, yeah, it was good. They should. There's a veterans who should only be there. Yeah, it's definitely making Sheamus and Cesaro out to be one of the U.S. tag teams of, in the last 10 years. The Hardy Boys should not get any more gold the rest of their run in WWE. They came back and got their gold in their quote-unquote exhibition of gold, but they should only be there just like uh, just like the, the Dudley Boys were. They should only be there to enhance the talent that is at WWE because the Hardy Boys are going to be main eventers no matter what. They're going to be names no matter what. They right. should never win another fucking title in WWE. I don't think. Unless somehow it, it uh, weaves into this broken storyline, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, if, otherwise, they, if they break, I could see them getting it one more time. Yeah, otherwise I just think they need to they need to be elevating the talent that's there. Um, Great spots in this match. Um, uh, like I said, I... Matt Hardy got busted open at one point, just bleeding all over the place. 
that was pretty awesome. The 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 heels had a uh, three to was it a three to one lead at, at one yep. point. Yep. Um, and I liked the end. They were up four to three, which I like it when they get high counts. I don't like it where it's just like one and one. Yeah. You know, I like it yeah. when they get a lot of finishes. Right at the end, um, you know, it's count, counting down. Jeff hit the twist of fate, was it? Yep. And then he covers him, but he covers him, and we can see two seconds left on the clock when he covers him. We know there's no way he's getting that pin. A perfect way for the heels to win also, to where it was that close to the faces tying it. Which, to be fair, per rules, the faces tying would still give the heels the championship. Right, but Which, without somebody coming down, we didn't want to see it end in a tie it. finish by any means. That's that ruins the entire match. I do when it's a heel. I I want it to. I don't want the I don't want the the baby face fucking general manager coming down and saying no no let's restart it and do sudden death. Fuck it, let's follow the rules. The heels won. They pissed us off by following the rules. Now, if it's a face that ties it up, then and they're the champs, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, because then then it's screwing the faces, you know, or they have to work extra hard to keep them. They have to earn it. You know, I'm OK with that. I like the heels winning it in, in shitty means sometimes. Not if you do it too much, which they was, did have. They did have a, a shitty uh, heel win, a shitty heel title keeping on this one. So I wouldn't want two in a row. So you are right about that. Which might have been the next match. The You're women's championship, hanging. yeah. Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss. All right, I'm gonna go out on. Uh, I'm gonna go out and say to me, this was the second best match of the night, possibly. Um, this was a fucking maybe not, but this was at least second or third. This was an amazing. I thought a really good fucking match. Not a lot of people agreed with me from what I've read, and I think that's because of the finish. Yeah, I don't you know think how I match? feel about it. This was, uh, to me, this match was a play phone games kind of match. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought both women fucking uh, really went out there and put on a a men's match for the women's title. I thought I thought this could easily have been two men going at it for the IC title or US title. I think it was just the fact that I knew that there was no way Bliss was going to lose the championship. Not to Sasha. Sasha is the new is the female Bray Wyatt. It'll or the it'll, female Dean Ambrose. I mean, it'll I happen know. if they rematch at SummerSlam. I think I'll be definitely more into it because I think Banks has a chance of taking it there. I do think Bliss will get it right back, but she's she's so good. God, I never expected Bliss to be this good. Nope. When she was out there with Blake and Murphy and she was all fucking glitter queen with the tutu and the fucking glitter and shit, I was like, this bitch needs to leave WWE and fucking now. (laughs) And now I'm like, put her on TV as much as you can. Give her the mic as much as you can. Give her any fucking kind of match you want. What we really need... Not a kendo stick on a pole. (laughs) What we really need is a Bliss versus Charlotte feud. Hopefully we'll get it. I would like... I would like to see them, even if it's not like a full drawn out feud. I would like to see a couple matches with uh, Mickey James 
I think Bliss could could um, learn a lot working with Mickey James, and Mickey James could really make Bliss look good, and Bliss already looks good. But James is really good at making other women look good. Yeah, no, I feel I like they already passed them, that up so. though with Bliss bringing James in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I that know. And it was a shame, right there. We didn't get what we should have got. But, um, but the finish of that was basically it was Alexa, or yeah, Alexa Bliss was was uh, getting on the defensive strongly. Sasha was really kicking ass, and Bliss just said, "I don't need this." Walked off and took the uh, count out loss. So she retained the title. Technically, Sasha Banks won, but Alexa Bliss retained the title. <laughs> so like I said, that that's the, the one reason I wouldn't have want the, the shit finish at uh, on the match before. Because if you do two in a row, and they did that, uh, was that just the last pay-per-view, I think? Yeah. Where they did two in a row. They did the Money in the Bank women's. And then they did uh, another one. Was that the tag team match that they did that on? I think so. Yeah, it was. It was the last pay per view. Uh, or was it the Miz? The Maybe it was the Miz. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. I think it was the. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, they did two shit finishes in a row, and and that hurts. That kills the audience. The audience gets so out of it when they do that. What do we got next? Ambulance. Nah, I see championship match. Miz oh. versus Dean Ambrose. Oh my god, how could I forget <laughs> that? Only because we've seen this match a million times. Through two brands. We have seen this not only multiple times, but multiple times through two brands. They've yeah. been doing this since before the fucking shakeup. Holy shit. We're yeah, sick of it, WWE. We're sick we, of we it. We were sick of it before the brands or before the shakeup. Yeah, we were all hoping they'd be split at the shakeup and we wouldn't have to see it again for yeah, a while. But they were the first two to be announced in the shakeup. Like, hey guys, we're here together. <laughs> Do you think they're best friends backstage stupid. or something? Right? They, yeah, they must be just really. Maybe, hey, maybe they're lovers. <laughs> maybe they just don't want to split them up. They're lovers. Yeah, this was, you know, exactly what you expected in this match. It was exactly what we've seen a thousand and one times. I, di- I did like the uh, the entourage getting involved. Mm-hmm. That was cool. I I mean they're they're at least shaking it up a little with the on- they're shaking up the Miz. They're not doing anything for Ambrose, right? But they're at least shaking up the Miz a little bit. And then to my credit on on S- Smack Raw, sorry, yeah, Smack Raw uh, on Raw. <laughs> Seth Rollins went to help the help Ambrose and Ambrose basically yelled at him and said that there's no way that there's going to be a shield reunion. He oh, said that on that, Raw. So that means it's going to happen. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I think that's what we're going to see at SummerSlam. I don't think it's going to be a main event match by any means. It's going to be early card, but that's, that's fine. I guess. I think it's kind of refreshing mm-hmm. to see all of those people not around the main event, you know? I guess kind of. I, I, they'd have to do it really good because I just... Give Jinder I want the main event. Number one, I don't want Dean and Miz anymore. And number two, I I want more for Rollins and Reigns than to be in a fucking uh, Miz entourage fucking match. 
Especially Rollins. He deserves so much better than that. Yeah. I, I get but, it. Hey. But if it's like a one-time thing, that's cool. Yeah, but they got to write it well. They got to give us a good reason to want it. And they only got three weeks to do it, no? Yeah, yeah. No, they got a while for SummerSlam. Five weeks? Uh, six weeks? Five or six, yeah. Yeah. So they, so they got a while. If they can do it. I mean, I don't know. They just... I'm not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt yet. They've scorned me for so long as a lover. I'm not willing to take the the one night that they stay at home and don't come home with cologne and lipstick on their fucking collar <laughs> to where I'm going to be like, all right, now I trust they're going to start writing quality programming. I, they're still in the doghouse with me. I, I'm very I'm very impressed with Great Balls of Fire, and I've actually heard good things about uh, uh, last week's Raw. Yeah, last week's Raw, this week's Raw, they were both really good. So they're working their way there, but they got to earn it for me. They got to fucking earn it. Fuck them. We're talking about them again. You know, that's good. That's good. So much in we the had almost, house. yeah, we had almost given up on them. We were just going to stop talking about wrestling at all. I, I almost week, didn't we watch. Damn close. Uh, right. I almost didn't watch great balls of fire. I was really close to just being like, fuck it. I even told I my sister text me and she's like, you're going to watch great balls of fire. And I was like, man, I don't know. But then I did it, and I was very, very, very happy. And I was glad to watch it live because um, I don't know why. Because cause it entertained me, and it kept me – like I didn't want to go to sleep through the whole thing. I was ready to stay awake through the whole thing, watch it, and enjoy it. Yeah, up next was the ambulance match. We already talked about that. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> impressed with it, but there's not a lot you can do with an ambulance match. Right, right. It, it really is about the destination and where it goes after the after the. Fight. Yeah, it's the and same just, as like a casket match or buried alive match. It's just, yeah, you're you're kind of just married to the ending, and there's not a lot you can do in between. You know, the match isn't going to end in the middle of the ring, so there's no suspension. Like, oh my gosh, is this going to be right, it? Right. I didn't even really start paying attention until they got to the top of the ramp, and then I'm like, right. okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to go him- all the way back to the ring. <laughs> Him chucking them through the uh, LED lights was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The only thing that bothers me is since I used to work for, you and I both worked for a, a LED uh, a signage uh, facility, a large LED producing sign making company that will remain nameless. When they When they do shit like that and like he throws them through the LED board and it takes out a bunch of those sticks... But then, like, everything around it, like, flickers with static. I'm just like, that would never happen. Right, yeah. The sticks in the middle the static, would just go out. Right, the static few, was the fakest, most ridiculous yeah, shit. Yeah, it's like, that's I was thinking that same static. thing. I'm like, nah. Nah, <laughs> but, man, I'm not sold. I'm not sold. <laughs> but had I never worked there, I'd probably believe if you'd busted a hole in it, you'd see static in the shit, and it would affect the rest of them. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, back in the 90s when they did it with the video <laughs> screen, that's what happened. So, yeah, you I mean, always believed it. <laughs> and looking back on it, I'm like, fuck no, that was fake then too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love it. And I noticed that too, like when they throw them into the ring post, cause they got the led ring post, they always hit static when they throw into it too. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not the way it works. It doesn't make static. <laughs> static doesn't exist in this day and age. It doesn't. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking digital age. There isn't static. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, other than that, that's something you wouldn't notice if unless you had inside knowledge. I like so, how that was a main focus to us, though, during the match. I know, right? That's great. <laughs> um, all in all, yeah, for an ambulance match, it did what it should have done. 
and the aftermath was the aftermath was solid. It had us talking. It was our second appearance of blood. I want to say there was three appearances of blood, but I can't think of the third one now. Can you? Maybe uh, I'm making it up. Maybe there was this match had blood. Uh, the tag match had blood. Um, the main the, the main event did not have blood. Surprisingly, I think even though Rollins, Brock's no one to fucking open himself up often. I think I think maybe maybe Rollins. Uh, Wyatt had a small amount of blood, or it was maybe a women's match. I don't know. One of the two. Maybe it just seemed like it because we rarely see one, let alone two. Maybe it just seemed like there was a lot. You know what I mean? Yep. Even if one was uh, studio blood. Oh my god! And then there's the match of the night. We can't forget this: Heath Slater versus Curtis Kurt Hawkins. Hawkins. <laughs> oh man, the match was so good you didn't even get to watch the finish. So I'm on the fence about about um, the way they did this. Part of me loved, like when I watched it, I guess kayfabe and as a viewer, so they did it right. I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm not on the fence anymore. I think they did it good. Kayfabe as a viewer, when I first watched it and I seen him coming down to the rings with uh, Hawkins still putting his hair back in a ponytail and Heath Slater fucking t- taping up his wrist. Um, like they weren't ready, like they weren't expecting it. Like Kurt Angle just went back there and said, we need you to go on. We need you to, to kill time. We we, you know, we don't know what's going on. Uh, I guess I kind of like that they did that. I like that. It made it look kind of sold, the ambulance thing, I guess. Yeah, it, it, it helped for storytelling purposes. Um, if I was Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins, though, I'd be pretty pissed that the finish of the match wasn't even shown to anybody. If I was Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins, I'd be happy as fuck from, I was on a paper. From what I read on the internet, too, was 90% of the people who were in the arena were watching the screen and not watching the match. Which is, I you know, it. of course. But it gives them it gives them a pay-per-view payday they wouldn't have got. Right, yeah, they got to co-headline the first Great Balls of Fire. They got paid more than fucking on ne- uh, Neville and Tozawa. Right. I'll bet you. <laughs> and that's got to be really good for Hawkins and Slater. But the, That's um, like five times their usual pay. Right? Slater needs that for all his kids, man. That guy's got a lot of cheese and crackers to buy. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing, though, that when I looked, when I thought back on it, with them coming out, like throwing his hair in a ponytail and taping him up, you know, like, oh, you guys got to get out there, is like, if that was real, you would just go on to the next match. You'd just tell the next guys they're up. Like, you wouldn't right. make up a, like... There wouldn't be two guys ready with trunks on that you just grab and throw out in the ring. You'd just right. say, It was obviously okay. a filler. You, you yeah, it's like, okay, Brock, uh, Samoa, you're up, It's not like the man. match ended short and cut you short on time. The match went its full duration. Yeah. That, I did think that was kind of weird, but... <laughs> it helped to, to, you know, make it seem a little bit more real, I guess, if you're not looking into it too far. Yeah, the writers are at least trying. Yeah. I'm giving them. They're trying. God bless them. I like that. So then we got the main event, right? Yes, indeed. What's your thoughts? Holy shit, man. Samoa Joe started out this... Didn't even start out the match. Before the match. Looking amazing, man. A beast. A beast. Just tossed him through the table. It was so effortless. It was so good. It was it was an amazing match. I was drooling. I was on the edge of my seat. I was touching myself. 
And then the F5 happened, and I was sad it was over. But one of the best, uh, one of the best, I think, Brock Lesnar matches we've had in a long time. Definitely one of the least one-sided. Yeah. You know, the last time it's Brock nice to lost, see Brock Lesnar giving a little bit back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people are bitching because Samoa Joe lost to one F5. Number one, I thought it was really a cool, I thought it was a cool series of events where he was in the Kimura lock, got up on his own, mm-hmm. lifted, hoisted Joe up on his own, and hit the F5. That was cool. And don't forget, Samoa Joe had taken a handful of suplexes before that. Right. And I mean, nobody could have went walked into the watching this match saying, Samoa Joe's going to win. That would be stupid. Yeah. It would have been awesome. I think a lot of us would have been happy. Yeah, but, but that's but nobody just, it's not the way it. things work. It's not, you know. And um, That's like and not I paying think, your taxes for seven years. I think, like, what's wrong okay. with uh, what's wrong with having somebody win with one finisher move, you know? Yeah. It, makes it doesn't Brock have to be strong. finisher after finisher. Right. A finisher is supposed to be just that. Yeah. As long as, long as like, the big blow-off does have multiple. The big blow-off of these two shouldn't end in one F5. Yeah. It should end in a series of some shit. Yeah. I, I want the blow-off to end with Joe with the title. And I, I actually think the way they've been booking, I think it's possible. Oh, I think so. I don't think that's their main goal, but I think it could end up coming. That I think Vince could be sold on it. Joe would be great with the title. Yeah, he'd be Brock Lesnar. He would be the the weekly, yeah, weekly Brock Lesnar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. He's already got the trunks. Just just slap a Jimmy John's fucking sticker on there. I mean, how great would it be if Samoa Joe beat Lesnar at SummerSlam, got the title, Lesnar disappears. Nobody knows where Lesnar went. He's gone. Doesn't come back till just before Mania. To fight Joe one last time. That'd be awesome. That's what I want. In in like a, like a two out of three falls match. Or like, what do they have that three stages of hell? Yeah. Where it's like a regular match, a submission match, and then like a fucking, I don't know, a ladder cage or no holds barred or something. I don't know. It's, or is it a hell in a cell? Stage, is that it, should be, it should be a hell in a cell. <laughs> right? Three stages of hell. I don't know. But yeah, something like that. Something where it's a big fucking Three deal. stages of hell. A 12-man tag team match. <laughs> a Divas Battle Royal. That would basically be this... That would be this generation's version of Angle Lesnar. Except mm-hmm. Lesnar would be playing the Angle part, and, and Joe would be playing the Lesnar part. And Angle could be playing the referee. Yeah, Angle is playing Earl Hebner. And then Corey Graves is playing Michael Cole. And then Shane McMahon is playing Vince McMahon. Pasty White is playing Braun Strowman. That would be awesome. That would be great. I want to see you in there with Roman Reigns. No, I don't. I love you and I don't want you to die. Oh, I'd kill him. (laughs) I'd end him so fast. Nothing to it. Just don't aim for the chest. Duh. Right? <laughs> Just take it off. It's Velcro, motherfuckers. <laughs> Just take the damn chest protector off. It's Velcro. <laughs> nobody in WWE has figured out how to use Velcro. No, nobody's nobody's pulled out Sasha Banks' hair all the way yet. I know, right? That's amazing. 
old dirty bastard lost, lost a fucking tit and, and fucking Sasha Banks' hair stays in like that. That's amazing. <laughs> Remember when ODB lost a tit? Yep. Just boop, nope. right out. There went her tit. Gone. You said old dirty bastard, so, though. Oh, I meant, I'm sorry, one dirty bitch. Old dirty bastard, he lost a lot of shit, man. Remember when he almost got his face blown off with pyrotechnics at a fucking MTV uh, Music Awards? Oh, yeah. That shit was funny. Uh, Ghetto Superstar, they were singing. Praz, Wyclef. Good shit. Great shit. Shimmy, shimmy, yah, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yay. Give me the mic and I'ma take it away. Off on a magical charge, boom, voyage. Yeah, from the home of the Dodge Brooklyn squad. Um, yeah, I. you know what? I gave uh, Great Balls of Fire an A- minus grade. What do you give yeah, it, Yeah, you did. Holy shit. And I thought that was very generous of you. I was like, wow. Really? You thought very I generous? I didn't expect that. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I should be giving it a higher grade than you because I'm the hopeful one. You don't have to, though, man. I'm just, I'm the honest one. I'm, I, I don't just, I just don't fucking shade it one way or the other. I don't hate on it just because it's WWE. When they fucking come through, they come through, man. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give it a, a solid B+. Plus. Just because I can't blindly forgive them for the shit they've been making me watch for the last month leading up to it. I'll buy that. So we're right around the same ballpark then. Yeah. So all in all, it was an A grade. A beef sticks A grade. Grade A beef. Grade A beef. We need a moo button. Moo. It doesn't have to be that long even. Just a short. Moo. be great. Well, when have you ever heard a cow go moo? I, a lot of times. Moo. Moo. Did it moo. Diddy Mao! Diddy Mao! Deer Hunter, baby. Simpsons, baby. <laughs> now quick nibble, now quick nibbles, chew through my ball sack. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm just over here looking at our statistics, because I don't get over here very often anymore. Alright, stat baby, what do we got? Yeah, I haven't checked them out for, for many months. <laughs> well, 94.12% of our listeners generate from the United States. 4.20% of our listeners hail from Canada. Props if 420 hailed from the Netherlands, that would have been badass. <laughs> <laughs> 420 Canadians. I dig it, man. I yeah. dig it. Um, I'm going to have, I'm, you know what? You know what? I'm going to have some all-dressed chips just for that, folks. All dressed chips, some whiskey. We're gonna do it right, okay? There All you right, go. Windsor. There you go. <laughs> yep. I, I know what it's boot. I know for, what y'all a boot. <laughs> for cities, Mankato MN tops off our listeners at thirteen point eight nine percent. Makes sense. Second is goes to our faithful fans in Mountain View, California. At 11.9%. 11, make a wish, baby. We love our Cali folk. We love our Cali listeners. All y'all out there, we got love for you. Hey, man, shoot us, hey, shoot us some fucking shit on uh, uh, PWG if you hit it up, man. Let us know what's popping in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Let us know what's popping in Shikara. We, we don't get to see those shows, 
if you give us a little bit of info on that, man, we'll spread the love on it. Because I love PWG. I love Shakara. I just don't get to see enough of that. Let us know what's going on over there. Or what do you? What do you watch over there? Do you guys just watch WWE? You folks listening to us? I don't know. I'm curious. Let us know, man. Hit us up. Hit us up on our Facebook. Beef Sticks Podcast Facebook. Hit us up here at Spreaker. Leave some comments. Uh, you can hit me up at FatMacBSP at gmail.com. There's also a CloudStyleBroadcasting at gmail.com. GetLocalMN at gmail.com. Uh, there's a Beef Sticks Podcast on Twitter. Look up Beef Sticks Podcast on Twitter and tweet us. Let us know. Let Check us know. Check out all I the awesome the things we've posted on our Twitter account. I've been I've been hitting up Twitter. This last Great Balls of Fire, man, I was posting like like rabid. My like my I was trying to be like my sister, like post every <laughs> fucking match and shit. Like I was I was on there rabid. Like I've been trying I've been trying to give love to the Twitter. We don't give enough love to the Twitter. I've been trying. I've been trying to give more love to Facebook. I've been bringing back the um uh, before they were WWE, showing you matches of people from before they signed with WWE. Great matches. Uh, giving you this day in pro wrestling history, title matches, uh, big to-dos, all of that shit. We actually had one, uh, was it last week or this week, when Jack Tunney actually had to step down as uh, president of uh, WWE amidst controversy. I think that was just yesterday. So, yeah, check us out. We, You know what? We try to, we try to keep it going. And the more views we get, the, the, more, the more I'm going to get on it. The more love you show the harder it's going to make me want to work on that shit. <laughs> exactly. And that's why we're here showing love right now. Our third city demographic is Manchester, New Hampshire. Keeping it real for the Northeast. Hey, man. Hamsters, gerbils, ferrets. I dig y'all. As long as he can stick it in his ass. That's that uh, That's that Richard Gere shit right there, baby. That's yep. that Richard Gere shit. Gotta show some love to Upland, Indiana. Ashburn, Virginia. Virginia! Oak Grove, Missouri. That's got to be a couple of my folks down there in Virginia. If it is, I give y'all much love and much props. Thank you for listening. And if you ain't my folks, hey, look up some water fields down there. They're all fucking wild and crazy. You'll love them. (laughs) Brandon, Canada. Minnesota comes back with Stacy, Minnesota. Huntsville, Alabama. Hey, Stacy's mom has got it going on. And Bonifay, Florida. Hey, Florida might be some of my peeps down there also. So That's what uh, I was thinking. a lot of the a lot of the Waterfield clan down in Florida also. Much love to y'all. And any of y'all that ain't Waterfield clan, much love to all y'all down there in the Wang State. We love our Wang. We love the United States Wang. What would we be without our Wang anyways? But a bunch of pussies. <laughs> as Alberto Del Rio would say. Big nosed pussies. Florida makes us beef sticks. It's good stuff. And it really makes me happy that our demographics only show two cities in Minnesota. Turning out top demographics. It's really cool that we're getting some love from around the nation. The appreciation for the nation is shown from us, folks. Don't ever forget that. We love all y'all. We love all y'all. And I will definitely stick a pinky in your butt if it'll keep you listening. Just a little prostate tickle, just a little, just a little, you know, just a little wiggle wiggle. 
By the time he's done, you'll be asking for more, though. Oh, yeah. Because I got a small pinky, you know, basically. But I'm big where it counts. In the <laughs> nose. Big yeah. nosed pussy. Thank you to our fans for accruing 155 total downloads of the Beef Sticks podcast alone. <laughs> it's good stuff. Loving it. Loving it. I love all y'all. I love y'all like a lovesick puppy. I think the ones who download, too, are the ones I got to tip my hat to the most. Because I know you're listening to the whole show over time more than likely. But I tip my hat to all of you. All of you are the reason we are here. All of you are the reason we are queer. Meaning strange, because this is PC America and... I mean, look at us. We both got funny mustaches. It's pretty queer. Right. Mine's fucking wild today. Yeah, it's not up or maintained. I didn't do nothing with it. Didn't do nothing with it today. Should put some beads in it for the festival. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Put some beads in your anal. Yeah, I'm down. Some some Benoit beads in honor Every, of Chris Benoit. Everybody who comes down to to get their voice recorded gets to pull one bead. And there's a secret surprise at the end for the person who pulls out the last bead. What is it? You won't know <laughs> until we get there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep, the lucky one who gets the last one gets the prize. Whew. It's a good day to be alive, bitches. <laughs> hey, we got more news, man. Holy fuck. How'd that happen? You don't know. We, uh, you stunk. <laughs> we do things. We do things differently on every episode of Beef Sticks Podcast. Hey, we got to keep y'all listening. I think it's know, funny because all, all of our sidetracking has kept us on topic. It's weird. It's good. It's been very good, actually. I can feel the uh, synergy. Woo! I lost my dog. She fucking slid right out my lap. Holy crap. She made it this long, though. <laughs> um. So, uh, fans at a recent WWE show in the Madison Square Garden of the New York area... Got to see a rare title change at a house show. Don't get ah, this just happened. This just happened. I'm so sad it happened again already. Just fucking happened. WWE.com posted an article reading AJ Styles sent shockwaves through the WWE universe tonight as he defeated Kevin Owens to become the United States champion during a WWE live event at New York City's Madison Square Garden. Now, folks, this does not affect the match at Battleground, which will still be Styles versus Owens for the U.S. title. The only difference is that Styles will now be defending against Owens, so Styles will have the champion's advantage. Do you think he loses it back to him right away? Nope. I uh, I think I'm going to believe the internet speculation here and say maybe Owens has some injuries he needs to take care of, and that's why you know, it's going down the way it's going down. I heard that, but the guy had a full-length long match against AJ. 
And they could easily have traded the title on, on like, Raw or SmackDown, or, I mean, SmackDown, I should say. Um, I, You know what I think? I think two things. One, it's Madison Square Garden, so it's special. Right. That's, like, WWE's fucking mecca. And two, I think they purposely, you know, they give us a few of these title changes now and then, and they should, to keep people wanting to buy the house show tickets. The next... The next few house shows are going to sell out because people are going to be like, anything can happen. Now, it's not going to. They're right. not going to do it right away Don't again. buy them for like a, a year and a half, <laughs> guys. But it's it's good to keep us thinking that anything can happen at, at, at any of these house shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't buy the, I mean, I guess, I mean, it could happen. I don't buy the injury thing just because there's been no... Right, and Owens Science was just on SmackDown, it. too. This all led into um, AJ Styles showing up on SmackDown, bringing back the United States Open Challenge. John Cena oh, nice. comes out to to take on the championship. He's like, well, let me guess. That means everybody else but me, huh? And AJ's like, no, bring it on. And then Owens comes out, and then he's like, no, I get the match. And then And then Rusev comes out and attacks John Cena. And then it turns into a tag team match that nobody wanted to see. As it does. As it always <laughs> does. As it always does. So do we know who's who's challenging for the U.S. title? Nobody, right? <laughs> nobody on this it's... SmackDown, but he's bringing back the open challenge, so expect to see it defended every week. I, I dig that. I didn't. I loved it when Cena did it. And AJ can. AJ is one of those people can put on fucking right. amazing matches every fucking week. He can elevate dudes by by them losing. He you know what I mean? He can elevate them them losing. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. And don't forget, AJ was one of those guys. Well, I, I mean, face it. Everybody AJ Styles fights is elevated for a moment during the Styles Clash. <laughs> it's a brief moment, but you're, you're up Elevated and slammed down. <laughs> that is true. Reality hurts, man. Reality hurts. It does. I, I'm glad to see this. I'm glad that they still have title changes at house shows, and I'm glad to see AJ Styles win the U.S. title. I love AJ Styles. He deserves every and any good thing that comes to him at this moment in his life. And hey. For sure. As we are um, both fat wrestling fans who also love video games, we just got to sidetrack for a moment here and talk about WWE 2K18. Which, by the way, has one of the best fucking commercials for anything ever. Yes. That's the way fucking Raw should be booked. <laughs> I would have loved to see that segment everything? on Raw. That would have been great. Yeah, just being like, fuck all you got old motherfuckers. We're the new generation. I don't give a shit about your legacy. It's me, bitches. Yeah. But they're posting, uh, well, if you pre-order the game, you get Kurt Angle as a playable character. Or you can just download him on the downloadable wrestlers <laughs> for free, because right. whatever. <laughs> but um, I think you get three different renditions of Kurt Angle with the pre-order. They are, uh, once again, revamping the My Career mode, making it more user-friendly. It's actually back to, you can walk around backstage interacting with wrestlers, starting rivalries or friendships, and and there's even side quests that you can find backstage. So this well, is that sounds interesting. It, it's probably still gonna suck, let's face it. I mean every year they're like, look at what we're gonna do, and we're all like, yes, it's gonna be really good and then I play it for a week and it sits there and collects dust. <laughs> 
Hey, for somebody who hadn't bought one since I think uh, was it fourteen was the last one I bought or something like that, and then I bought seventeen. Mm-hmm. I actually liked the story mode. I it's did. Cool. I enjoyed the story it's mode. It's cool. I I didn't like the interview sections. How like no, when Renee that was, was gonna so say stupid. when Renee was gonna cut back to okay now back to you guys how it like paused for so damn long or like your character is saying a one line thing and he sits there mouthing words for a minute and a half before yeah. the next thing happens that was infuriating but or just the fact that you never knew what you were supposed to pick because they right, were so right. generic so answers. vague and they had you sometimes had nothing to do with the option you chose anyway we just talked about this right. last week I think. I think we did. <laughs> I agree with that, and hopefully they get rid of the interview segment. I, I, I dig it that they were trying something new, mm-hmm. but that one didn't work. They are also boasting the largest WWE roster in any video game ever. So they boast exciting. that every year. Well, and every year it gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and then not only that, but they are bringing out a new competitive online game mode called road to glory where you make a wrestler you fight people online you gain power-ups and stats you build your guy up and you attain as much as you can trying to make your way into the wwe hall of fame granted wwe games in the past have had very shoddy internet servers for hosting these things Hopefully this year they turn it around and they can actually make something monumental out of this because I can kick some kids ass in WWE online. And if they give me some incentive to do so, I want to see like a huge catalog of, of attire and things you can make your character with that are locked behind achievements like the old days. Right. You know what I mean? Give me that. Give me something to work towards. Other than just stats. See, if I if I learned every anything from Grand Theft Auto Five and from the fucking Call of Duty games, is that I'm not fucking made for this online gaming bullshit. I want to face computers, <laughs> hey, or I want to face whoever's sitting on the fun couch playing next Grand to me. Theft Auto Online at my place. I uh, I don't want to play motherfuckers that literally spend 23 hours of their day on this, fucking just becoming insane beasts. And then you have no fun fucking doing it because you get slaughtered instantly. Yeah, but I mean, if they do it right, it's going to have rankings. You know what I mean? You're going to have to play and beat so many people before you get up there with the better players. And if you buy it at the beginning and just uh, play None of the should... online things right now have that. <laughs> and I mean, wrestling games in Grand general Auto don't, don't change that. that much. So if you can play the wrestling game, I mean, it all depends on the mechanics of the game, too. Like they got to right. change up their submission system to make it more fair for online play. They gotta they gotta do some stuff to to make it more optimal. But I'm I'm kind of excited for it. I think it's probably gonna suck, but I, I'm still I'm I'm getting getting a uh, 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 half a chubby for it. Yeah, it'll be fun. I don't know that I'll buy it, but possibly. I like will I said, do it was, the it was same. Years I will make the I same a... mistake I make every single year, and I'll I'll, I'll pick it up. The problem is they are so similar that you can wait a few years in between. Right. You know what I mean? I would just hate to stop buying them and then rebuy it again on the year that the game has just got awful. You know what <laughs> well, I mean? Well, that's why you wait a few months and see how it is. <laughs> you don't buy it right away. 
I don't know, man. With that online mode, you're gonna have to get in on the ground floor. I'm not get gonna. In. I'm not gonna do. I already know I'm not gonna do the online mode. You're gonna do it. I'm in there. I'm in it don't for the storyline. Don't you want to be in the WWE Hall of Fame? No. I'm gonna make the most ridiculous fighter ever. Name him Jarfunkel, and I'm gonna make it to the WWE Hall of Fame. Jarfunkel in the Hall of Fame. Yep, Jarfunkel Sheeshist. That's like my main go-to name for online gaming because nobody's thought of the name Jarfunkel except for me, and it, it, <laughs> it sounds amusing and it, it, it's a, it sounds legitimate too in a very odd sort of way. <laughs> All it is is somebody was named Garfunkel, but somewhere down the line they decided it's a soft G and not a hard G. Hey, I got a story for you. So I worked with this person, right? This crazy-ass broad. I love her to death, but she's fucking wild, man. She has the damnedest of stories. And uh, I was talking to her one day, and she said, I have a brother named Gerald. And I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, my brother's named Gerald. I was like, you mean Gerald? No, Gerald. I was like, is it spelled G-E-R-A-L-D? Yeah. I was like, that's Gerald. No, it's Gerald. So I was like, so his name is Gerald. What the fuck do they call him, Jerry? No, they call him Gary. I was like, oh, fuck you. They not call Gerald Gary. Fuck you. To this day, she claims it. I never met the motherfucker, but to this day, she claims she has a brother named named Gerald, but they call him Jerry instead of Gerald and Gary. It's fucking, I don't know, man. The, the broad's fucking, I love her. She's one of, I love her to death. She's a great woman, but I've never met a person named Gerald, and I can't believe you'd call him Jerry. What? Gerald is Jerry? Isn't Gerald Jerry? Gerald is Jerry, Gerald would be Gary. Her Gerald is called Jerry. (laughs) So weird. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, I know. Just just blows my fucking mind. But this this woman's got stories up the wazoo, man. They're all fucking awesome. Oh, are we moving on? No, you just brought me back, yo. You just brought me back to, if I ever have an illegitimate son, his name is going to be Maxil Ammunition. Yes, Max Ammo. (laughs) Yes. I guess we could touch on a little bit more news. We got a little bit of time left. Yeah, we Uh, we can fit the news in there. About 18 minutes. We started with news, we'll end with news. Yeah, yeah. This one's pretty big. This one's actually pretty, pretty big. This one you got to file under the uh, I never fucking thought I'd see that file. Dixie Carter. uh, the, The woman behind TNA Impact Wrestling made her first ever appearance in WWE having an interview segment for the new WWE 24 video, Kurt Angle Homecoming. Now, folks, do not be confusing that with Spider-Man Homecoming. Two different things. I have a feeling WWE's piggybacking off of that name, though. (laughs) 
It was a, I watched it. Did you watch this pasty? Did you watch this 24 special yet? Um, yes. No, I did. I is there more than one Kurt Angle special? Cause I just watched a Kurt it Angle came special, out, it, but it was, the, it, it was came like out the same, the, like Corey Graves thing. Uh, well, it came out, um, um, after raw, it came out Monday. I'm not sure if I've seen that or well, not. Well, did you see, I... did you ever fucking see Dixie Carter on WWE ever? You know, if I no, probably would have been so stoned, I wouldn't have even paid it any mind. <laughs> Anyways, oh, it look, was a it's, short. It's Dixie Carter. <laughs> it was a short and professional, but very emotional segment. Now, through the years, with all the rumors and all the shoot interviews of all these rumors that have come through TNA, through Impact Wrestling, Kurt has always had positive things to say about Dixie, and it was actually really nice to see her get some positive light. Um, she gets shit on so much, but she did make a big impact, not only on us fans, but for a lot of wrestlers. She some gave them an like opportunity. like getting shit on. They do. They do. Most of them are German, but not all of them. Right. Um, I would so recommend not can... pursuing a relationship with women of such nature. <laughs> But keep them in your phone. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pursue a relationship, but keep them in your phone. Um, so you can actually say, because they showed a clip of this on the uh, Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view, and they showed Dixie Carter's, uh, a clip of Dixie Carter's interview. So you could say Dixie Carter made her WWE pay-per-view uh, uh, debut at Great Balls of Fire. Nobody How weird thought is it going to be if she shows up on Raw? How weird is it going to be? And then it's she's going to be, be a general manager. She'll be a general manager. You can guarantee But me. you realize the timing of this, don't you, Pasty? Because as of now, there is officially no TNA. Right, right. It is GFW Impact Wrestling. Right. So everything connected with Dixie Carter is TNA. And TNA was so fucking taboo and Dixie Carter was so taboo. But now Vince gets the, the rights existence. to the library, right? Isn't this what this no. means? No, <laughs> no, but TNA, no, everything um, TNA is Dixie. Anthem, Anthem Sports bought the library. God damn it. They bought the TNA library. But I just find See, it. Here I was, I, I was, I was, I was like, ironic. holy shit, this could almost be an easy out for Matt and Jeff, too, for the Broken Universe. Well, they, but Anthem bought the Broken Universe if Impact TNA owned the Broken Universe. But what if Dixie shows like a contract that wasn't fully signed or something that shakes up everything? Shake it up, shake it up, ah, 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 shake it up, shake it up, ah, ah. No? Nah, you can do that. Um, no, no, I was, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. You know, they, they wouldn't let Kurt Angle talk anything about his TNA career in his, uh, in his shitty Hall of Fame induction. And to be honest, Kurt Angle spent a lot more time in TNA than he ever did in WWE. And some would argue he had some of his best matches in TNA. Well, he wasn't wearing so, a tiny cowboy hat singing Jimmy Crack Corn, that's for sure. Or drinking milk, nope. So, I mean, it was it was cool. I think it was cool, but it's something I honestly, even after Dixie got out of it, I did not think anytime soon we would have been seeing this. This I is way it, fucking yeah, sooner than I ever expected. It's amazing how fast this is happening. And just how how weird would that be if she she like became a WWE thing? I'm just I'm thinking that she could be the person on the phone. She could be the person on the phone. 
We who don't know who's Kurt on Angle love. Who else does Kurt Angle love? Like, like legitimate love, because that that wasn't like I love you, man. Kurt Angle loves orange soda. Yes, he do. Is it true? Is it true? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people listening to this even have any idea what the fuck that's from. <laughs> Everybody listening should. Oh. <laughs> fuck, even my that's... kids can tell you who Keenan and Kel is, and they're three and five. That's, that's, uh, my, my, my son wouldn't be able to tell you who Keenan and Kel is, that's for sure. Granted, my kids only know him from Good Burger, the movie, but. Right. Do they talk about orange soda in that or not? Is no. that, that's just the Keenan no. and Kel show, right? Yeah. With Coolio singing the theme song. Yeah. What up, everybody? So glad you're here. It's Coolio. Put the flow back in your ear. Do the whole thing. Not the Fantastic Four, but I'm still undimensioned to see if I can get your attention. <laughs> That's not the whole thing. <laughs> oh, ratings, I can probably do ratings, I can, Mac. I know. Depending, if I had less beers, I probably could do the whole thing. <laughs> now uh, I want to rock some information. Just a little attitude for your education. I live my life by the code of the West. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, Fat Mac will be back rapping the whole song for you. That's going to be our Patreon shit right there, just me rapping it. Hey, we got to get through news, and we're almost up here. Um, We'll, we'll hit up this You're going to have to rap Ghetto we'll, Superstar, too. Then we'll go on to uh, Patreon. Hey, Ryback, y'all remember him? Probably not. He got his name legally changed to Ryback, so he can call himself Ryback. Yeah, because the last person uh, who did that... Worked out real well for him. Hey, we're going to talk about both of them. (laughs) (laughs) On the latest edition of his podcast, Ryback claims that at one point there was plans for him to face the Warrior at WrestleMania 30. Yes, folks, that would be the ultimate Warrior, but he wasn't as ultimate when he returned, so we just call him the Warrior. He says Warrior was just coming back and had a wave of momentum behind him and that Ryback would have been the heel in this situation. He does acknowledge that it would probably be a squash match that made him look weak and probably would not have helped his already struggling and stagnant character at that point. Now, this is just his account and no one else has come forward to validate this claim. So take it as it is, a wrestler telling his own story. You know, Uh, I could see it. And that would have been terrible because Ryback would have killed Warrior. Bef- yeah, before he died. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, well, I'm, he probably would have died in the ring. You know what I mean? If it would have happened. I, uh, well, number one, number one, Warrior wouldn't have passed a physical, so it never would have happened. Obviously, he wouldn't have passed a physical. We see that yeah, now. It might Vince, have could have saved Vince his who life. secretly hates the Warrior with all of his heart, mind, and soul if he has one. <laughs> Could just pay the doctor off to say, "Yeah, put him in the ring. He's ready to go." He could, or give if they him put Brock Lesnar. Or if they put him through that strict fucking uh, physical, maybe he would have found something out earlier, and they could have done something with it. You know, so maybe it could have saved his life. But I, you know, 